0: Hi, and welcome back to the show. Today, I'm joined by Mary Lupisan. She is the CMO of Callhounds. This is a great story we have for you today. Callhounds is only just two years old. In fact, they're, they're, they're over two years old, but not by much. It's pretty incredible. They now have over 2,000 staff working for them in their outsourcing firm. So they've done incredibly well. On top of that, it is founded by a group of millennials. So they're young people doing really well in life. It's a great story as well because these people have experience in the outsourcing industry so they are really the product of the outsourcing industry that have gone on to build their own company and now only just two years later with 2,000 staff so it's an excellent story great story and uh, well told by Mary Lupe's so as always if you want any of the show notes go to outsourceaccelerator.com podcast enjoy about to start, or somewhere in between, then we can ensure that you get the best from outsourcing. That's the best prices, best terms, and of course the best results from your offshore operations. The Outsource Accelerator Marketplace now covers over 3,000 outsourcing firms, representing a global workforce of over 5 million people. Also, if you find this podcast interesting or valuable, please share it. We have now produced hundreds of episodes featuring the outsourcing world's most prominent luminaries. Please show your support by sharing this podcast today. Mary, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm great, great, Derek. Thank you so much for having me today. How are you?
0: Really good, really good. So you are with Callhounds and there is some surprising growth happening at Callhounds. Tell us, how long have you been in business and how many staff do you have now?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So basically, our company started and ha- was founded by a group of millennials in August 2020. And I can say that as of now, January 2023, we have already grown our employee base to about 2,000 employees. So that's really um,
0: impressive, huh? Oh my yeah. God.
1: Thank you. Well, it's also a shock to us uh, as well, basically, because, you know, who would have thought that in a span of two years or three years, you'll grow this m- much, right? Especially when we just started with seven. So, yeah.
0: And call hounds with the name, it implies sort of a, a call center. What, what, um, what work do you typically do?
1: Okay so for if you're talking about me uh specifically no, basically no, the, the business the business Yeah yeah okay so the business itself is yes we we do offer um almost all sorts of solutions out there in the market we do voice non-voice inbound outbound calling even chat support email support and we also have virtual assistants in place uh as well as staff leasing so basically almost every solution that you want to do out there to outsource to the philippines is what we offer yeah
0: well done. And with that growth, like, is, it, is it sort of a few major clients of, you know, you've just really done well with them and them or, you know, do you deal mainly with small and medium sized businesses with one or two staff?
1: Okay. Well, initially, I could tell you that we did initially try to, you know, connect with clients having one to even five, um, requirements. But then at the end of the day, we found out that, you know what? Um, there are certain growth in certain industries that we wanted to tap on, especially in services industry, e-commerce and, uh, Uh, the technology industry. So basically, these are mostly um, opportunities from small, medium, and even large enterprises, Derek. So, um, But as of the moment, normally the clients that we have would see the results if they have a minimum of at least five uh, agents, if that's helpful.
0: Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And in terms of... uh, your growth what was the secret to that other bpos that maybe want to follow suit like that's that's incredible to have two thousand uh-huh. staff in in just over two years is yeah. is it um just getting the right clients and then serving them really well is it the marketing you did is it the sales approaches what's the secret sauce to that
1: yeah well for me derek i think it's basically the Connected or interconnected you know from the sales process to uh, from the marketing to the sales process to even the operations it's very important for one company I think everyone can agree on this that you know you get to have the right team um, and the right persistence per se you know in terms of our sales approach um, I am more on or we are more into you know personal touches we don't just sell solutions like for instance, some of the clients would come to us saying, you know what, I need an outbound caller, or I need a people." And... Um, we don't just stop from there, especially with the approach that we're doing. We don't usually just go with what the client tell us. We advise them of what is actually needed for their businesses. And I think that is one of the main things that, you know, our clients have actually seen from us um, and why they're always um, trusting us with the new business processes that they wanted to outsource from us. So, yeah.
0: Got it. And are all of your staff in an office, or do you do home-based staff? How do you how have you navigated that, especially since starting uh, in in COVID?
1: Yes, yes, definitely. You know, COVID itself was uh, a very huge challenge for us. For us, because um, we did some of the agents uh, that are working from home, but it is very very minimal. Like I think about. 1% to 2% of our workforce only works from home. Um, but as of the moment, given that we do have virtual assistants and some of the staff leased as well, we have about 98% of our employees working in the office, if not 100% most of the time. Uh, because, you know, we don't actually believe in the or most of our clients actually don't believe in the efficiency of actually working from home um, and for us to especially since we are starting the campaigns um, we make sure that w- before we actually set them off to working from home it's easier for us to actually have them in the office trained and focused on accordingly so yeah
0: yeah it's interesting isn't it? I, I tend to agree like you know, it, it's kind of nicer, it's cushier if people can work from home. But really, in terms of getting people working, getting them focused, getting them productive, I think that the office always wins out. Yeah. But what is your the pushback from your staff and to recruit people? You know, if you've added two thousand staff in the last two years, um, how 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 has the recruitment process uh, coped with that? Has that been hard?
1: Yeah, it, it was a bit hard to be very honest with you. Um, back in 2021, we had about uh, 300 employees already um, that have been uh, onboarded, and then we had to onboard more people because more clients are coming in. Our recruitment team had a struggle for three months to recruit 1,500 in just three months. So um, that is very, very much exhausting <laughs> to be very, fairly honest with you. I had to also you know, be with the team to make sure that it's successful because we have a timeline to set in um, and uh, an account to settle in just a span of three months. Um, so the process have been um, diverted a lot of times just to cope up with how fast that requirement is to be filled. But yeah.
0: Got it. Well, you And so you had to hire 1,500 people in three months?
1: Yes, I can say that, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's intense. Huh? That's yes. intense. And so the team then, how, how do they feel about working in the office? And, you know, because there's now quite a lot of pushback from staff all wanting to work from home, uh, and, you know, anti commuting and things like that. So um, how, how are the staff responding to your in office requirement?
1: Uh, Basically, I I believe it's just a matter of, you know, as I have mentioned earlier, given the right team, because our leaders itself are the ones who uh, help the back office and the management team to, you know, instill in our employees that our KPIs are very much important. Of course, their safety is important. Uh, There's no doubt about that. But our uh, KPIs are also as important as they are are in the company. And it's it's easier for our team leads to actually coach them if they are in the room uh, all at once, right? So um, I think the strategy is... Just to really have the right uh, leaders, experienced uh, managers as well to help you cope up with any other challenge that your um, agents and, of course, just letting them know how exactly it is to uh, positively affect us in terms of uh, how they are working in the office as well. So,
0: Got it. Got it. But then do you see, is there sort of an impact on churn or employee attenuation? Uh have you have you seen that sort of play out in terms of um, employee satisfaction and longevity?
1: Yeah, well, actually, they enjoy being on site. Uh, to be fairly honest with you, most of our employees are more into more leaning into working on site, especially because they don't want to be pulled back by their own beds to not work or to even set up their own stations, workstations at home. And even, you know, especially since we are a call center, the challenge would always be the background noises. And um, some of our employees would be staying at a shared space or even having a a small family where you know children would probably be playing we're we're basically operating 24 by 7 so it's a bit difficult for them to actually adjust and adapt especially with the shifting schedules um that is normally happening
0: so Yeah, um, yeah. yeah and it all makes it all makes so much sense doesn't it you can just have a better more controlled environment if people are in the office uh it is it's just you know, it's difficult when um, the workforce generally are pushing against that now. But I, I agree with you. It just makes so much sense. And it's it's better to have dedicated workspace and get the work done, do it efficiently and, and enjoy the work environment as well.
1: Yes, yes, especially. And especially since we are trying to hone a lot of um, internal promotions in the company, which I think is also one of the main things that our clients loved about us. You know, we don't just uh, promote a team lead, for instance, or onboard just a manager, for instance, who is not very much experienced with their existing product. And if we are wanting to do that successfully, it's going to be very difficult for us if the teams themselves are not very much willing to, you know, do um, things that could actually help them out, especially w- going to the office <laughs> on a daily basis, right? So, yes.
0: And uh, growing so quickly uh, in two years, how have you managed the office situation? Have you had to lease offices? Did you need to fit them out? Like, what was the kind of expansion? Um, uh,
1: yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, actually, when we started. We have already we are already on our third office location. Um, when we started, we were only having what twenty five seats, and then we moved to uh, an office space where we have about three hundred seats. And now we have already uh, we retained that office uh, with the three hundred seats. And now we already have a thousand five hundred. Um, sorry seating capacity in our new location. So all in all, we have about 2,000 in both sites. It's it's very much uh, difficult in terms of moving in and out, you know, um, HR people as well as the, fine, the back uh, the back end uh, team. But um, managing the offices, the fit outs, because of the team that we have as experienced um, BPO um, team, then it's it was quite easy for us. We were able to set up a location in a span of just – Uh, a month even well
0: done well done that's incredible and uh so you are the chief marketing officer for call hounds what what do you see as the critical roles for marketing a fast-growing successful outsourcing firm uh you know to the to the ideal clients
1: yes um You know, being a startup company, it is very critical, uh, to actually position yourself as experienced, even if you are actually experienced. Our team that have founded the Call Hounds is very much experienced in terms of the BPO industry, but of course, being a startup company with having, uh, just this number of employees in the Philippines, (laughs) you know, clients looking for BPO partners in the Philippines, is quite a bit challenging because, to be fairly honest with you, our processes. Are just continually, continuously smoothening out as of the moment. And um, one of the main uh, challenges is to actually instill to our clients that we are capable of doing uh, a successful campaign and actually achieving your campaign goals with the team that we already have now and that with the team that we're going to onboard with us. So um, I think it's just a matter of actually ensuring your clientele and making sure that what you tell them is actually achievable uh, for us to, you know, to not part ways in any way.
0: Right, right. And is that is that sort of a marketing function or is that more operations just in terms of, you know, establishing the contracts and SLAs and then making sure that the the teams fulfill?
1: Okay, so basically, for us in Call Hounds, what we do is that we keep things um, intact, especially since I am the CMO. I am also trying to um, look out uh, how successful or what could be the possible challenges that we could face in terms of, especially um, going live with a certain campaign. Because for me, or personally, I believe that you know whatever I sell should be something that is out there and. We don't commit as call hounds uh, any solution that we will provide you unless we are 100% sure that is doable from our end. And we are not able to commit that uh, doable if our operations team and our training team will not give us a uh, go signal like, hey, you know what, this is really something that we cannot do as call hounds as of now. Then um, if that's something that we are not able to do, we always make sure to you know collaborate more with our clientels and be open to them that, you know, our, our limit is just up to here. If you can support us moving forward, then this is something that, you know, we can try to explore for you and we'll make sure that in a span of one to three months, we'll make sure that uh, that campaign will be as successful with the goals that you want in mind. So,
0: Got it. Fascinating. And what is the background of the the management team there? Are you all from the outsourcing industry? How have you sort of uh, inherited this industry knowledge so quickly.
1: Yes, so basically, the management team, especially the starters, are all from uh, the BPO industry. So, we are actually, as of the moment, located in Ortigas, Pasig City. And what our founders have seen is that the Calabarzon area seems to have like an employment hole where we actually, or they actually wanted to cater uh, and give more employment opportunities with these people. So, with a background, with a BPO background that they already have they thought why not let's try to explore the bpo industry especially since it's a booming uh industry in the philippines or a booming uh, businesses in the philippines and filipinos are 100 percent uh you know customer centric so um once they have set that up in their minds they they tried to open uh the, the service and then they explored how the BPO sales <laughs> selling uh, solution is actually working out. But yes, then um, w- just going back to the experience, we uh, the management team have a lot of um, different industry or different business uh, experience, but one of the main uh, experiences that they have is within the BPO industry.
0: It's incredible, isn't it? And it's a testament to the outsourcing industry. A lot of people... Th- You know, external to the Philippines, like a lot of foreigners think that the outsourcing industry, uh, you know, is exploitation and it's not paying people enough and it's poor work conditions, but actually it provides a lot of economic opportunity. It provides actually a lot of affluence for the middle class that get to uh, have good jobs and careers, but then also. The product of the industry is that these people some of them go on to be founders themselves and build outsourcing firms themselves and you know it it's a it's a fantastic story isn't it
1: yes yes definitely i totally agree with you derek um especially with the current uh, status of the market now you know people are more focused into what reselling, manufacturing, and trading. And um, they don't see the potential that, you know, the BPO industry is actually helping a huge chunk in most of the businesses. Like, especially since we have a background in a lot of uh, different business processes, you know, we see that there are still gaps in those businesses that the BPO companies are actually able to smoothen out for them while they are trying to grow fonder with their existing business already.
0: Yeah, it's uh, incredible, incredible journey. And so where would you see the future for Callhounds? I mean, it becomes a really significant company at around about 2000 staff. Do you, do you see this growing at the same pace?
1: Um, yes, to be very honest with you, we are seeing, especially this year, to be very big for call hounds, not only with the existing opportunities that we have, but because of the um, partnership or the relationship that we're building with the existing clients that we already onboarded. You know, it's not just about, we, we're, we as call hounds don't only focus about the existing contract that you have with us, you know, it's always about long-term relationships wherein we try to build and see what other um, ventures we can actually explore with you as a business owner. So I think that's one of the main things that we are also at thrust as of the moment. You know, given that the current industries that we cater is, are, or specialize in are basically in the e-commerce in the technology um, industry, I think these uh, as a starting point for us is becoming very huge, especially with endless um, capabilities and opportunities for these sectors itself. So um, we're actually seeing. Well, we're not. we I'm not saying that it's it's something to boost, but we're actually seeing that we might be able to double the number of employees that we have during. Uh, this year itself and who knows we might grow even more and more big in the next five years
0: yeah that's super super exciting and you certainly have your work cut out for you just in terms of implementing all of that so quickly hiring the people getting the facilities but what uh, what an incredible journey it will be
1: Yes, exactly. Um,
0: and how do, you, how do you find, you know, like it sounds like you have big clients, you know, that have 1,500 staff, for example. But what about the smaller businesses out there that maybe want one virtual assistant or, uh, you know, someone in one person in sales or a digital marketer or designer? And how would they sort of fold into your organization? It, you cater for that market as well?
1: Yes, yes, we actually do cater for that market as well. Um, especially since we do have staff leasing and a virtual assistant. So as I have mentioned, so once we do the discovery sessions with our clients, especially if they are just looking to have, you know, salespeople, they they feel some of the clients would feel that, you know what, I need sales team. But at the end of the discovery session, then I would just tell them, you know what, what your requirement will be? You just re- you just require one or two people who would need to do this and that. So instead of doing um, a call center setup, why not let's try it out? Let's try it for a virtual assistant. Let's try it for a staff leasing. That way you have more uh, flexibility. So we do cater uh, in those uh, segments. We, we o- we're very much open to any uh, requirements that the clients have and at the end of the day what we have as goal is to not only help them but to also to educate um the other businesses
0: yeah it's fascinating and uh Really, really a, an amazing journey, and uh, I'm going to be certainly following you. We, of course, are based in Ortigas as well, so we're almost neighbors, and uh, really exciting to see your growth and to do so well in this industry. You know, it's a very established industry. You've only been in it just over two years now and just doing exceptionally well. So it's an incredible it's an incredible feat and an incredible Story, I think, uh, and one that should be celebrated. So well done. Well done. Yeah. So Mary, if, you know, I encourage everyone to, to reach out, to have conversations and if they're, they're wondering about outsourcing and whether it suits their business, they should just reach out and have a conversation. And you're probably, you know, the ideal person to, to have a chat to, but if anyone wants to reach out or to learn more or wants to read up on call hounds, how can they do that?
1: Yes, definitely. So um, they can definitely reach me out to through LinkedIn. We can start with LinkedIn. They can find me as Mary Lupisan. And then they can also browse our website at www.callhounds.com. And they can also send us an email at sales at callhounds.com. Uh, I have a team who will be working and excited for all those inquiries to come in. So we'll set up a discovery session with them once they send us a message. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Mary. That's that's incredible. Great story. Thank you so much. That was Mary Lupisan, the CMO of Callhounds. As always, if you want to get in touch with Mary or know more about Callhounds, go to outsourceaccelerator.com slash podcast. And as always, if you want to ask us anything, then just drop us an email to ask at outsourceaccelerator.com. See you next time.